Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are joined with a very special guest, the People's Prince, Prince Calvinator, on to talk about some player battles. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Uh, today I'm joined by Luke Rojo. How are you, mate? I'm good, man. I'm going well. And I'm joined with Calvin. Coach of Calvinator. You beauty. Literal goosebumps over here. Goosebumps. Wanted to get that one in. Uh, well, Calvin, thank you first and foremost for being on the podcast with us today, mate. Very generous of you to give up your time uh, for the uh, the little folk like us. This is the reason they call you the People's Prince. So uh, thank it you is, very much. Mate, yeah. I've, uh, I've been tracking you, blokes. I've been monitoring your... Uh, your quest on followers and all that. It's very I love it. It's good. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for playing ball and letting us let us letting us catch you and Roy and, <laughs> and Warney. So a uh, little, little bit of fun, fun, fun and games in there. Absolutely, all good nah, fun. It's all good. Just, uh, just quietly, Mitch, I'm shitting my pants today. I'm so excited. You're a celebrity on the well, show. That's what I mean, mate. It's not every day you get to talk to a celebrity. So I'm excited as they come, but I'm packing my dax a little bit as well. But no, thank you. Thank uh, you, Calvin, for, for coming on, mate. I'm um, looking forward to talking a bit of shit and, so, and talking some fantasy. So today's show, we're going to gonna be putting, putting uh, Calvin to the test. Uh, we're going to be coming up with... A, there's a few players that we're going to be debating uh, one-on-one. Now... Uh, Different to Pokemon, fantasy, uh, <laughs> AFL fantasy, you can't catch them all. So you've got to no. pick and choose. There's some hard decisions that need to be made. So today's podcast, and we've got a few more lined up as well of a similar sort of uh, format where we're going between a few players of a similar price, similar position, and we're going to be debating who is the best selection. If you had to pick one of these guys, who are you having on your team? So we've got a defender, a mid, and a forward on today's show. So... 
Uh, we're going to kick it off, first of all, um, by starting with you know, our defensive line. Uh, Luke, you're going to be debating first for, um, who have you got? Tom Tommy Stewart. Stewart. And Calvin, you've got the uh, the sick dog over there in Hawthorne. The sick dog. Yeah, yes. so uh, let's, uh, let's get this one uh, going here. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! So let's, Bitch let's on the get, audio effects. Let's get ready to rumble here. These effects are elite. Yeah. <laughs> Boy needs to take lessons off you, mate. So uh, let's get ready to rumble. I'm going to throw it over to you first here, Cal. You, uh, you've you got the sick dog here. Tell us why he needs to be in our uh, AFL fantasy size this year. Okay, the sick dog. As we know, the dog came back last year. Uh, a lot of people didn't really want to jump on the dog early, but those who did, and one was myself, um, reaped the rewards. Now, he averaged 96 for the year. He had seven tons in that. Uh, sorry, no, he didn't. He had 10 tons in that. And the thing is with the sick dog, he takes the kick-ins. He does. Okay, yeah. so 66. 66 out of the 69 last year for the Hawks he played on. So he splits that with he's, he's greedy. Uh, Hardwick. Greedy. He is. <laughs> but the thing is with the sick dog, the reason why you can have him in your team this year, because he's not going to be any worse. He's not coming off a knee injury anymore. And let's face it, Hawthorne are going to be shit. The ball will be down there. <laughs> That's a hot so take there, Cal. <laughs> often, he will just have an absolute field day back there. So I think you can easily start with him. As you said, priced at 96. I don't think he's going to be any worse than that. Over to you. So do you think, do you think Cal, that Hawthorne will be considerably worse than they were this year? What do you think? Oh, man, yeah. They're going to be a lot worse. Much worse. 100%. Now, I do. It's hard to argue with you in terms of the kick-ins. When a guy is just that hungry for kick-ins, you you just got yeah. to notice that, don't you? So I definitely think that works in the sick, dog fa- sick dog's favour. Now, a couple of things that I'm sort of thinking, my, my thinking is I just don't know how much worse Hawthorne will be, and they were already so bad, and he averaged that 96. I think th- that you, you're right in saying that he's not going to be any worse. I just don't know how much upside there potentially is. And for me, I'm looking to try and find some guys where there is a little bit of upside, a little bit of cash generation there. Now, in terms of Tommy Stewart, in the nine games leading up to his suspension, he averaged 110, including ceiling scores of 169 and 157. Now, we know the sick dog has a ceiling, um, but Tommy Stewart's right up there with him in terms of his ceiling. So I think my thinking on Tom Stewart as well is I think there could be a little bit of a chip on the shoulder there. I think there could be a little bit after of a... The suspension. After the suspension, there's that, you know, undisciplined act. Yes, they won the grand final, but I think he might be thinking, hey, I've got a little bit to prove to the boys in terms of that as well. And I think that could mean that he comes out and goes big. Now, he's a guy that plays high time on ground. He's always been around that 80 to 90% time on ground, okay, often in the 90s. And I, I just see that it, they are much of a muchness, but for me, I just see that potentially there's more upside there in Tommy Stewart. What do you think of Mitchell? So Tommy Stewart gets Tommy Stewart he gets tagged though. That's there, a good point. Tommy Stewart That's a good point. Tag. So he got um, he got some attention there as well. So he got tagged in the grand final for sixty two, and does. then uh, it was Mitch Owens. Mitch Owens got him for a forty six. Slammed him, and, well. and I think that forty six from memory. I think he was lucky to get that forty six. I think he was something like ten or something at half time and and saved at the end there. So do you think that do you think that what saves the sick dog from that tag is just how bad Hawthorne are? It's like if you were going to tag anyone, you'd tag him, but why bother tagging anyone because they suck? Is yeah. that kind of where you 100%. where your mind is there? It's like you, I think you, so. you haven't tagged North Melbourne for a few years. I think uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hawthorne are probably going to go to that I don't know part. why. I'll I'll ask you both a couple of questions. Okay. So I'll, I'll throw it over to you first here, Cal. So um Sicily, he's 
in the past, I mean, different coach now with, with Sam Mitchell there, but in the past, he's been a, a guy that, you know, he's, I think he's, have they named him as a captain just yet, or is he, is he just rumoured to be there? There's lots of talk, so well, I don't know if it's official. In any ways, he's a guy that's sort of got that team first mentality, and sometimes he gets, I know, um, back in the day, he was thrown forward a few times, but he also has the, the ability to be a, a taller defender and actually, uh, play some defence, which we don't like with our fancy <laughs> players. We want them to actually just be racking up the pill. Uh, any concerns from you there, Cal, uh, in terms of uh, Sicily actually playing some lockdown defense and maybe forgetting about those kick-ins and, and uh, fantasy points uh, from that point of view? Um, 100%, yeah. If they could move him forward and Sam Mitchell might wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Who bloody knows? It's um, <laughs> it's a bit of a chook raffle with those guys, I think, at the moment. Um, but as I said, I, I like Sick, though, over Stewart. Um, look, Sick Dog played, I think, every game last year. I don't yep. think Stewart's done that probably the last three or four seasons. So, um, yeah, you got to go the dog. It's a good point. Tom it's- Stewart, just to reference that, 17 games last year, 20 the year before, 14 the year before. Last time he played 22 was 2019. So the stats do back you up there, Calvin. Yeah, and you've also got the yeah, age factor there. I'm finding myself starting to, to um, go with the Calvin. Don't be swayed. He's just so persuasive, you see. He's so persuasive. Don't do um, that. But you've got the age factor there as well. So if you know if we look at the age factor, Sick Dog's right in his prime, and Stewart's probably coming towards the end of it as well. Um, looking at both of their draws to start the season, first ten games, they're they're pretty much on par. Um, Stewart has three games against uh, teams that allow defenders to score big, and he's got three against teams that lock defenders down. And to be honest, Sicily's kind of draw to start with is pretty similar. So you can do some digging into that yourselves as well, um, but nothing that uh, stood out to me either way there. The other question I was going to ask you, Luke, is Mitch Duncan. A lot of people seem to be concerned about how he is going to affect uh, Tom Stewart this year. I will raise the fact, though, that I'm pretty sure Mitch Duncan played that half-back role for all of last year. So yeah. uh, are you concerned with that, you know, maybe another year in that role, Mitch Duncan takes some points off Stewart? or? Well, I think there's no doubt. There's no doubt he does take some points off Stuart, but when nothing has changed for me, then there's no reason to have um, you know significant concern or suddenly be be talking about things as if they have changed. Like you said, he was essentially in that role last year. Um, Stuart was back there, and they scored what they scored. So um, yeah, it's Stuart's got the ceiling, but Sick Dog's got a ceiling as well, doesn't he? So um, there's a reason they're priced at a similar price. Very, very uh, similar players, both uh, intercept sort of uh, defending type that will be the uh, the quarterbacks of their team. So yeah, well, we yeah, won't well. uh, we won't necessarily award a winner here, but the fans <laughs> the fans will let us know in the comment section down below. Who do you who do you think had that first? I, I started round, so. I started buddy debating with Calvin, so I yeah, think passion, <laughs> where, where are you going? Oh, I told you he's persuasive, mate. We'll, he's persuasive. We'll, uh, we'll move no, into the not. midfield now, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about a guy that um, I know that you're very keen on, um, and, and I've listened to a few of your podcasts. Podcast early in the season, Rory Laird, the uh, the only million, million dollar man this year, versus uh, Jack Steele, who I'm going to be arguing for, who was a million dollar man last season. Again, I'll throw it over to you first, Calvin, who uh, convinced me why I'm paying the extra. <sighs> how much is it? Nearly a hundred thousand dollars to get a Rory <laughs> Laird a uh, instead of <laughs> just starting with my boy Steele. Okay, number one, Laird takes away any uh, confusion, any. Uh, doubt around your captaincy. Let's just start with that one. Yep. He is a 120-plus guy without even thinking about it. We have a look at the way he finished the season. So you yep. went 129 after his bye. Now, before his bye, he was pumping out scores. His best score before his bye was like 124, okay? After his bye, 163, 138, 136, 132, 130. He got shit going in the second half. He did. Okay? So at the start of the year, 
interrupted preseason, uh, where he only averaged like 104 across his first four. So a slow start. They were the only games he has missed basically in the last four years. So he's durable. He's got a pink tail. He's got a <laughs> snout. He goes at 129 in the back half of the year. And all these people going, Let's, we all agree, you're going to need uh, Laird at one point this year. You will. Right? Yep. You're not going to yep. go the whole seat, right? No. Yep. So people who sit back and go, oh, like oh, I tried to last year. <laughs> you can't get it. Exactly. Yeah. Once, if you don't have him, you can't get him. And everyone's going to go, oh, I'll just wait for him to drop. Well, the way he's going and the fact he's coming off a full preseason, it may not happen. I will so say, I will say, I was, um, I had, I had a last season when I was fighting to stay in the top 100 here. I was, I was determined to do it without Rory Laird, more so as like a pride thing, because I think I <laughs> it was, wasn't going to happen. Based off the stats that I saw, I think I was like at one point one of two coaches that were in the top 100 without Rory Laird, and it, it ultimately defeated me at the end of the season. <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking about there, Calvin. It's, uh, it's hard to do it without a man like that. But I want to, I want to read you some stats in rebuttal here. Now, just listen to these stats. Ah. These are, <laughs> these are. Post buy stats. Now, just listen to these numbers: one fourteen, one fifty seven, one thirty eight, one forty nine, one oh six, one sixty two, one thirty nine, one oh three, one thirty four. Those are the stats and the games that Jack Steele put up after the buy in uh, two thousand and twenty one. So the year prior to last year, where he actually finished with a higher post buy average than Rory Laird did last season. And uh, we all jumped on. We all jumped on last year, and uh, and look how that turned out. He um, Obviously, he had a down year with, you know, 110 average. Yeah. Obviously, the shoulder injury was uh, something that put that average down a little bit further. But in saying that, even to start the season last year, look, there's still decent scores. 107, 105, 101, had a 130, 112, 110, 115. They're decent scores, but they're not the 130 that he finished the last season with. And, and I, I think that... Rory Laird is going to follow that that same kind of script that Jack Steele did the last season. So I would argue that you're going to be able to get a Rory Laird. They're kind of the same archetype of player, but you can just get him for $100,000 cheaper. I expect them to go very similar in price, and I, I reckon I'm saving that money. And uh, I still feel happy. Like you said, I'm whacking the C on, on uh, Steele every week. Feel pretty comfortable and happy to sleep with that at night. Um, hopefully, at some point, I can get Rory Laird as well. And I don't think, again, you can start with both of them. So no. I think you've got to pick and choose there. It, it is a dangerous game, but I, I, I kind of have to agree with Calv- Calvinator in the sense that, it, that you're just playing a dicey game. If, if Laird goes big to start the season, you, your season could be done. But in saying that, he hasn't, Laird hasn't been in my team as yet. Is uh, What's swaying you, Mitch? Is it, is it the shaved head for Jack Steele? The buzz cut? He means oh, business? Mate, he means business. Anyone who goes and gets a buzz cut in the off-season, they, uh, <laughs> they're not worrying about anything but fantasy scores, I reckon. So... <laughs> I They're think uh, that, that's obviously a tick in his favour, but um, <laughs> it's it's the price for me. You, you, you might as well spend a hundred thousand less, and I think you're going to get roughly the same sort of thing. I've got them both sort of my M1, M2, sort of flip flopping each day, but the the price to me is that sort of thing. What what to me, what to you, Calvin, me is different this season than Jack Steele was last season. Um, do you see there being a difference in terms of how Rory Laird starts compared to how Jack Steele started last year? So I actually had a look at uh, Roy Lynn, who he's got 
to start off with at least. So he's got uh, the Giants away. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, yep. last time we played them last year, he was tagged by Ash. Still got 118, though. Okay. Uh, then he's got Richmond <laughs> at home. And then he goes into three of the hardest teams that uh, for midfielders to score against in Port Adelaide, Fremantle, and Carlton. So if you want to have a look at the scale of hardness, it's not awesome for him. Okay. But then after that, he plays Hawthorne and Collingwood. Yeah. And who were the two of the easiest teams to, to score against. Look, I'm a big fan of Jack Steele. We had a big chat about him today. Um, yeah, the buzz cut gets it done for us as well. But <laughs> cool. he came he came back after that injury and was actually arguably better. You know, 124, 114, 121, yep. 117, 150 odd. So 115 after the bye, I think I've got here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he was still very good, and that's with a dirty sixty-five in it. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a, and that's a tag game, which I don't know how many how many tag games we're getting for Jack Steele, but obviously a 65 tag game versus 118 tag game. It's um, a little bit of a difference. You sure, you sure Lock, Lockie Ash laced up the boots? It doesn't sound like he yeah. uh, tried to go. I don't, know, I don't know if you can really call that a tag <laughs> no. effort at all there. Um, I was just going to. Um, yeah. On that, though, I, I think I'll give you the win on Jack Steele. Okay. I'm okay with that. I, I'm a big Jack Steele fan. He's in my team at the moment. Okay. okay. Uh, and Rory Laird, I'm a bit like you. Laird comes in and out for me all the yeah. time. I just think. Um, there's just too much value there for Steele, a guy who's gone 120, 
Yeah. Um, he's easily going to be up around that, you know, 115, 120 mark again. I will just throw out just one more stat because I think they're remarkably similar. Like in 2021, Jack Steele had six games where he went over 10 tackles. Uh, how many tackle? How many games over six over 10 tackles did uh, Laird have last season? Six. So the exact yeah. same. Last year, Steele went down to two games over 10 tackles. So, um, you know, when you have that as sort of the reason your scores are so high, I don't know if it's super sustainable to expect that uh, year in, year out. The one thing I will say about Rory Laird that might mean that he is slightly underpriced, and this is a big <sighs> might. He only plays 78% time on ground. Wow. Um, so wow. compared to uh, an 80, I think it was 85% for a, for a Jack Steele and a lot of other premium midfielders, they're usually playing in the mid-80s. Rory Laird got it done on less than 80% time That's on ground. And if that ever ridiculous. does increase, yeah, wow. potentially it could happen. Um, I would argue that if the time on ground increases, the points per minute maybe decrease and it kind of balances itself out. But it wouldn't shock me if... Uh, Rory Laird oh. does uh, take it up. So it is a risk to take him on, but uh, sounds like you and me, Cal, are both ready to, uh, both ready to do so. So let's, uh, let's move on to our last, okay, uh, last uh, bout here. We've got uh, the, the uh, former, former teammates. We do. Canelio versus Taranto. Now, obviously, there's no secret here that we, uh, we're big <laughs> Richmond fans, so showing our bias a little bit on this one. But Luke, you've got Taranto. I might throw it over to you first, mate. Yeah, no problems. Now... Obviously, you know, to start off with Timmy T, there's the new club factor and everyone kind of, I think, gets on that hype of new club, what, what will we see scoring-wise. Now, if you were going to go to a new club for fantasy scoring, this is not the club you would go to. Yeah, maybe pick one of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't go to the Tigers. So, you know, we'll touch on that. We've touched on that before. The Tigers tend to limit fantasy scoring just with the, the style of game that they play. But digging into some of the stats, I, I just struggle to see a world where Tim Taranto doesn't go 110 or potentially more. Um, Oof, I, I think cool. I think it's when you look at the caliber of player that he is, and you look at the role that he's going to be picking up in that Richmond midfield. I just think that he's going to be you know around that one ten. So I'll ask you a question, Mitch or Calvinator, either or. How many points better a player do you think Tim Taranto is than Dion Prestia? I'll throw it over to you, Calvin. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Prestia was averaging a hundred <laughs> before he came to Richmond. Presti was averaging 100. So you're saying, so how, how many points better do you think Timmy T is? Okay, I'll give him, yeah, he's a good, he's a good 10 to 15. He's got, he's got to be at least 10, doesn't he? And, and if we look back yeah. through the stats, even, even at Richmond, Prestia, when uninjured, of course, has been able to go close to the ton at Richmond. So I, I asked myself, yes, the, the big, style. The big thing there is when uninjured. Which yeah, is okay. So, very rarely, I mean, we can, but, we can but do yeah, that. Obviously, but yeah. we're, we're expecting Taranto to not obviously go exactly. down in a, in a lump of so, injuries. Yes, the Richmond game style restricts scoring. But if you look at the Richmond cattle, you, you don't point at a player and say, that's an elite fantasy scoring player. Whereas when yeah. you look at Tim Taranto, you say, this guy's elite. And if we look at him and say that he's 10 points better than Prestia and a healthy Prestia was average to, able to average 100 in that system, to me, Tim Taranto's at least 105, if not 110, I could almost say with confidence. You know, in a similar in a similar vein, Jaden Short played in the midfield for Richmond predominantly last year. And when he was in the midfield, he averaged around that 97 mark. So you ask yourself... How many points better is Tim Taranto than Jaden Short as a midfielder? And I'd argue that it's at least 10 points as well. So the thing, these guys are similarly priced. Okay, The thing that I see is just the safety of Taranto. Even going into that new game style, he's not going in there to play 60% CBAs. Yeah. 
agree. We, we saw an article. Um, Trent Coleman. Out. Yeah, <laughs> Trent, Trent Coleman is playing in the forward line, I've heard, down at the Tigers. And so Cotch to me. in the forwards, yeah. I think, I think Shorts Cotch, down back. Yeah, and I think Cotch took most of, most of the CBA percentage there at Richmond um, next year. So I'm expecting Tim Taranto at Richmond, 80% CBAs, 105-110. What are you thinking, Calvinator? I'm thinking with those guys there, I'm I'm off Taranto as a starting option. I just don't think that he can score the points that we hope he's going to get. And a good example of that is, is your Jaden Short. So we're looking here, as a defender in the first six games last year, he went at 107 as a yep. defender. Yep. Uh, so he was easily going to go in triple figures. Yep. Before that, you've got a Basha Hooley, who is a guy who has averaged over 100. No midfielder from their team can do it. And even when Short went into the midfield, he actually averaged less. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just not convinced. Yeah, I agree. He could be that, um, you know, the 100, 105 guy. Um, so we'll wait and see how it goes. But you're dead right. He's got to get all the CBAs he wants. Um, yep. He's ripping up the time trials and all that sort of stuff. But for the sake of arguing, I think Cornelio <laughs> is going to average more. What, what about your boy Cornelio? Sell us on, uh, yep. on Cogs there. Okay, it's all going to come down to the new coach. Okay, so... Yes, I'm hot on him, but we just need to make sure that things are going to play out. So Cogs needs CBAs. Okay, it's yep. no bloody brainer there. Yep. Rounds, the start of the year, he had very low CBAs in the first nine weeks at an average of about 81. Yep. Get the guy in the middle and things <laughs> change around. So from round 15 onwards, from round 15 onwards, there's eight games. He had way more CBAs and he goes at 106. Yep. So in games for the Giants last year, where he had 50% CBAs, that happened 14 times, he averaged 107. In games where he had 70% of the CBAs, he went at 116 and a half. That's pretty good. So, so Calvin, are you, so, are you worried at all about the fact that the new coach is a Richmond man? Does that pop up any flags for you at all? Or? Oh, shit myself. <laughs> that. Yeah, that's a massive concern. Yeah. It is a massive concern. Um, and... He's been with Richmond, who have been so successful, and now he's got his own job with a new team. Why not employ some of their mm. style of play? So, yeah, it is a big concern. I just think that Cogs, Cogs just needs CBAs. I'm looking here as well. So last year, and we're talking with um, obviously Hopper and Taranto leaving to give him these more CBAs yeah. that he needs. He played, he played six games without Taranto last year. And he was a 22-point better player. Yeah, it's impressive. It's pretty it's big. impressive numbers. So give him the CBAs and it should take, off, take care of itself. surely, surely he's in the middle this time. Like, oh. you're not putting bloody... Yes. Like, like, I'm sure, like, well, the, I know Leon Cameron was, you know... He lost he's a, his mind. He's a good man, end. but come on, mate. It's not that hard to see. Blind yeah. Freddy could see the man does better with CBAs. So, Definitely. So uh, one more or a couple more quick points on Taranto here. So... You know, one more thing I think is the tackle numbers for Taranto. Mm-hmm. I know that Richmond's not a high tackling team, but of those um, Richmond midfielders that I mentioned that went around that 100 mark, they were kind of doing that on an average of three tackles. Taranto, over the course of his, his career, has almost averaged five to six tackles. So I think there's some tackling to be done that kind of gives him a little bit more upside as well. And then the other thing, um, Cal, you mentioned it too, with Cornelio is if, if that perfect role's not there, it's going to shit pretty quick. Whereas I think with Toronto, oh, yeah. there is a possibility yeah. that um, if the role wasn't there for some reason and he did spend a little bit of time forward, I still think there there could be some scoring to be had. Uh, but with with all of these guys, you you could almost flip a coin. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to get your thoughts, um, Calvin, on like if you had to put a number on 
what they're scoring. So if you had to have a prediction right now, Feb six, on what Cogs is averaging and what Taranto is averaging, what would you what would you say for both these boys? Cool. Okay, I'll go Cogs at a one oh five. Okay, I'll have Taranto at a one oh. Four. <laughs> okay, all right. It's, it's so, pretty much where, like that, but eh? What have you guys got, Matt? Pr- pretty tight. I think I've got I've got uh, Taranto probably like that 107, kind of between 105, okay. 110, and then a Cogs maybe a 103. The other thing I will say is that Tim Taranto is, it's not much, but he's 30K cheaper than, uh, than a Canelio. Sorry, 25K cheaper than a Canelio. So I uh, can't off the top of my head figure out what that equals in points. But if they're going maybe one points difference of each other and it's the difference that 25k is the difference between you getting maybe yeah. you know another guy up into your back line or, or whatever in your rucks you got to sort something out then then to me I think it's you just go with the cheaper guy do we all agree that we need to probably have both of them by season's end is that yeah I we, think they're both clearly top six so is there a scenario where yeah. you start with both Calvin oh yeah yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that's not the Same point of the show. Oh, so sorry, it's a debate. Now. That, I got lost. <laughs> yeah, well, that, uh, you could, and yeah. there's um, there, there's plenty of guys like these. And that, once again, Pokemon you can't have them all, fellas. But <laughs> it's, it's your Rosies. It's your, it is, yeah. you can, how many of these guys can you have in this forward line? And then we've got guys around them yeah. that are massive value as well. So yeah. I was looking at Roy's team today. He's actually got a Taranto in his midfield. Yeah, yeah right. okay. Okay. Just to sort of spread spread the love a bit more that way. So, how do you feel about that? Like I, that. I, I personally, I don't know why, but it just feels a little dirty to me. I, I, don't, I can't put <laughs> oh, my does, finger yeah. on it. But yeah, how do you feel about that? That sort of falling. Oh, yeah, I'm the same, mate. Doesn't sit well with me either. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that's what Roy likes to do. He mixes it up a bit. Maybe it's the new the new form of fantasy. Who knows? <laughs> he could be onto something there. Well, uh, well, that Good will day. do it for us today, guys. Um, again, you guys, the fans, you guys be the judge on who you think uh, pulled out the win for today in each of the matchups. And uh, let us know if you're Team Calvinator or the Team Ball Boys. And uh, <laughs> let us know, Calvin. You've obviously you've had your midfielder podcast come out today uh, at the time this. Oh, yesterday by the time this podcast comes out. What else have you guys got going on uh, for the rest of this preseason, man? Oh, geez, we've got the draft kit coming out uh, nice. shortly, so we've been working hard on that. The footy record goes to print. I think it might be being printed now, the um, the one that we do. Yeah, so you guys are looking, looking pretty schmick in your, all, all in your, yeah. your suits there, looking nice. <laughs> but it's the worst thing about it is you write it, you write the uh, the pieces for that like four weeks ago, and yeah. then everyone starts getting bloody injured. <laughs> yeah. I, I will guarantee you I will pump get up people Christian Salem that, and pump up right, Darcy he's, Tam- he's my poster boy of the Melbourne team. People just gonna go, oh, what do you know? You bloody you do. What do you? And I'm like, mate, four yeah. weeks ago. So yeah. there's a few of those, but it's yeah. um, it's good. A good a good lot reading. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I do remember. We don't we don't get a lot of those up here in Queensland, but uh, there there was uh, a couple of years where where my partner surprised me with the footy record, and I love. They're really always a good read. Uh, just to sort of, you know, get all those get all those boys and all the um, you know the the targets and stuff. So especially if you if you're new to the game and and you're sort of starting your fantasy sort of track watching and that sort of stuff around this time, it's a, it's an excellent way to start. So make sure you guys, if you are um, uh, keen, I think nine ninety five, uh, ten bucks, nice and cheap. You guys can pick that, pick those up. So be on the lookout for those coming out and make sure you guys. Obviously, a lot of our audience would already be subscribed to you guys, but Definitely. if you're not, uh, make sure you guys do subscribe to the traders. Uh, got anything before we finish up? Thanks so much, mate, for coming on. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I've just been smiling from ear to ear the whole episode. It's, uh, <laughs> it, I, I know you guys don't consider yourself celebrity, but when, you, when you're bloody sitting on your couch every Thursday night watching you guys and then you actually get a chance to talk to, um, talk to you, it's, it's pretty special. So we appreciate all your support, mate. 
Not a problem at all, fellas. Loved it. Yeah, thank you, guys. And uh, if you did enjoy this episode, guys, make sure if you're over on YouTube, give this video a big thumbs up. We're on the quest to 1,000 subscribers. So oh, if you come are, on, let's go. Yeah, let's pump it up. <laughs> let's get these numbers up. We know that a lot of you guys that are listening are not subscribed. So if you are not subscribed, make sure you do so now. Um, and if you are, if you haven't followed us as well on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy at Luke Rojo 17 at Calvin DT. And uh, thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you next time. Later's. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.